0: hi everyone this is joseph anderson with keeping up with joe and today we are joined by a special guest my friend and a martial arts enthusiast edgar lujano How's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you? Good, man. So yeah, maybe tell everybody a little bit about how you got into mixed martial arts and what kind of mixed martial arts you do.
1: Okay. So um, back in, I want to say 2015, uh, I've had a lot of surgeries in my life and I used to be really into lifting weights back in the day. Uh, I, had a, I had surgery in 2015. I think it was Entering into 2016, um, I was trying to lift weights, trying to do something, but because of my body recovering from surgery, I couldn't really do much. So uh, one of our friends, uh, our mutual friends, uh, he kind of invited me to go and uh, check out a Muay Thai class. So uh, for those who don't know, Muay Thai kickboxing, uh, Thai kickboxing. Um, So I decided to check out the class one day and I kind of fell in love with it. It was kind of cool, especially the kicks are what really intrigued me because uh, a lot of what hurt in my body was my, my my upper body. So like my shoulder and my back was were kind of hurting. So to be able to give that a little bit of a rest and to work out and kind of that cardio uh, really, really helped for me. So I started with that with uh, with Muay Thai. And then I've been doing that on and off for the last couple of years, of, oh, more than a couple of years, I want to say since, yeah, for about four or five years now. And uh, recently I kind of thought, thought about getting back into martial arts and uh, doing something with that. So I decided to, to join a local gym here. It's actually the headquarters for Team Alpha Male, for those of you who know who uh, the UFC, and Uri Faber and Cody Garbrandt and all of them. Um, so I, I trained there at their gym. And I've been taking the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes recently and kind of started getting into that recently. So it's been really fun. Definitely a change of pace. Uh, it's, it's all groundwork. It's all learning how to... Uh, Do submissions and things like that and definitely no uh, No striking none of that So it's kind of cool to be able to blend both of them and they both have their perks and you know their ups and downs So that's kind of what I've been doing lately
0: So so wait your first experience in martial arts was Muay Thai though not Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu
1: Yeah, Muay Thai was the first thing that I started that I started doing.
0: Okay, so how does how does uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu compare to Muay Thai?
1: It's honestly it's like apples to oranges because they're two completely different styles uh, and you work on two completely different techniques. So Muay Thai, it's more kicking, uh, kicking punches, knees and elbows. They call it the art of eight limbs. So are mm. using all the, the tools in the toolbox, uh, so to speak, when it comes to the striking component of it. And uh, it, the cardio is brutal. Mm. Uh, it's definitely if you, if you want some hardcore cardio, do some Muay Thai training uh, for that well brazilian jiu-jitsu on the other hand it feels and i've heard it described as it's exhausting and intense but in spurts so when you're actually on the ground rolling it's almost like holding your breath not that i recommend holding your breath (laughs) jiu-jitsu but it's like it's like those those instant bursts so it's a lot more like a game of chess Mm. so while you're there and you're rolling with someone um you you're you're strategizing you're kind of seeing where the person is where the arms are, and 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 looking for the next position that you can jump into. While muay thai itself, you have your home position. You know your your typical muay thai stance with your with that little march that you kind of do. Mm. Um, Brazilian jiu jitsu doesn't seem to have like that home position. There are like the the main uh, positions that you're in while you're rolling. So like the guard. The, the side guard, the, you know, the, the full mount, the half, you know, things like that. So, um, you have those things that you, that you work your way into. So like, like I said, the game of chess, but there's no home position. It's the way I've kind of phrased it in my own head. So apples to oranges, super different. Um, again, both have their perks and I've really enjoyed both of them to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Cause I've done, I've done both Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Muay Thai and I've done them nice. together. So I've done full contact MMA as well. And I found that I was actually at the time when I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I was kind of a natural at it. Although I've rolled with a few guys since then that made me feel like I might not be such a natural at it. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. one thing, one thing that I, I find kind of part of the reason why I prefer today Muay Thai and striking over Brazilian jiu-jitsu is that although Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a really good workout, it seems to use, I don't know exactly what the science is behind it, but it seems to use different kinds of muscles. Where Mm -hmm. it feels more like when you do when you do Muay Thai, it seems like a very well-balanced workout. Although, you know, maybe eventually it kind of gets to your shoulder joints a little bit. But with my with uh brazilian jiu-jitsu it feels like you're really straining your whole body to me and maybe that's just because i was a bit of a beginner it seems like you're really straining your whole body it's putting a lot of pressure on sort of all of your body at once is that how you feel when you do do bjj or yeah absolutely
1: i completely agree but by the way i had no idea that you'd done brazilian jiu-jitsu so that's kind of cool to know yeah because uh, i Met you through Muay Thai, so I thought your experience was mainly like through Taekwondo and like Muay Thai. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it really is kind of that strain on the whole body because you're you're just you're moving in different ways that you wouldn't normally move throughout your day. So mm-hmm. for me, I mean, my day job, I'm a I'm a high school teacher, so my normal positions all day are sitting and standing, mm-hmm. and I rarely move from that. But when I go and I get and I train uh, at Jiu Jitsu class, I'm you're doing the I mean even the warm-ups you're doing the stretches you're doing the like uh what they call shrimping and uh kind of just the, the different positions that you're doing it's like if you're not used to doing those things especially the first couple of days like the body's like what are you doing to me this is this is strange like why why are we moving in this position or 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 even like the tumbles or like the cartwheels I mean honestly after after I before I had started jujitsu class, the last time I did a cartwheel was in like nine when I was like nine <laughs> years old, so I, my body wasn't used to being upside down for like a split second, you know. So it definitely puts a strain on the whole body, and I'm realizing that uh, now that I'm moving like that, uh, I'm starting to realize that like I have muscles in places I never knew I had muscles because it's like really stretching them, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you have to do those rolls. Do you do do you do those rolls a lot where you basically go from standing to tucking your shoulder and rolling over like that?
1: Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So yeah. So I, I haven't been training jujitsu that long, but uh I'm kind of learning through that one. So uh I'm doing that one and then the backwards roll. So kind of like throwing your head your your legs over your head and then kind of like rolling backwards. So yeah. yeah so it's a it's a lot of those movements and it's like you gotta be careful because if not you can like really mess something up if you kind of land on a shoulder wrong or something or if you put too much pressure on your neck and uh yeah it's interesting i guess that's just for beginners right not learning yeah. not knowing how to do the positioning
0: yeah one of the main reasons i got into brazilian jiu-jitsu by the way was just because i really liked sort of the full i, I preferred the full experience of mma Over this is back when I was fighting like all the time. Like I was fighting like every week, and sparring every week and training every week. And I've kind of preferred the the overall fighting experience of MMA versus the more shallow and less realistic fighting experience that you would find in more traditional martial arts. So that's why I got into Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then the main reason why I got motivated to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was just because some of the guys that I would train with had a lot of experience in wrestling. And so they were right away really advanced. So we would fight and I would do final while we were standing, but then once we got to the ground, they would just grab me and put me in like a chokehold or something. <laughs> and then I would just be I would just lose. So I didn't I didn't want to lose. So I, I basically made myself get better at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu just so I wouldn't I'd be able to like beat these guys that I wanted to beat. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Understood. I get it. <laughs> so I think one thing for me that I've been uh that i usually place myself and i have this mindset is whenever i enter into something new uh i put myself at the complete bottom of the totem pole like i know mm. absolutely nothing and because from there there's only one way to go is up <laughs> so so if you're starting at the very very bottom and you you kind of like you humble yourself saying all right i don't know everything then the people who do have this experience and training for me uh, i'm not the most competitive person uh, and I, th- and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole here, uh, work with me. And instead of kind of like being challenged by those people who are experienced, I'm more, I'm more of the mindset like, teach me, like, I want to know mm. more. And if you beat me up, it's like, all right, cool, dude. Like you got the experience, you're doing great. Now teach me how you did that. And like to go back and kind of like roll with them, kind of go back, do like a little reset button. Like, all right, what did you do here? How did you move? What would be the best way for me to escape? Things like that. So that's kind of what it's been like the last couple of weeks. So it's, so it's been
0: a huge learning experience because this—I I didn't realize this was your first time doing BJJ. So this has been a pretty massive learning curve, right?
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's really funny because when I first started, go, uh, when the first couple of days when I went there, my mind was immediately re- thinking, "How can I compare this to Muay Thai?" And it's like you can't. It's just completely different because I'm thinking mm. like, "All right, I'm looking for that home position, like that, that initial like Muay Thai stance." With the with the arms up, you know the little march going, and uh, and it just doesn't have that. So, uh, going in there, I'm thinking, well, how do I do this? What do I what what do I learn? And it's really interesting because there's a uh, the guy that was teaching me, uh, well, one of the one of the guys that they kind of put me with. Since I'm I'm a pretty big guy, so they right. put me with one of one <laughs> like, six, yeah, so six four, six yeah, it's around six four six three ish, uh, three hundred pounds. So I'm a, I'm a heavy dude, and they put me with a couple of the big guys and. There was an older gentleman, I want to say in his 50s, he's a, mm. he's a blue belt. And I mean, I'm brand new. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm just like flying like a fish there while he's like <laughs> just toying with me, this 50-year-old man, you know? <laughs> and uh, it is just, it's just, it's a pretty hilarious view because it's funny because he's he's on top of me and I'm trying to get out of it and I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. And he stops and I'm still struggling So he looks at me and says, all you're doing is you're wasting your energy and you're not doing anything different. Mm-hmm. take like, Stop. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. All right. What are you planning on doing here? And then just kind of working with me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. Just the community behind martial arts in general is just really awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you do have a good gym, because I know a lot of times you do have, uh, you know, testosterone flows and, and the <laughs> you know, uh, peacocking and goes from there. But, uh, oh, but yeah. when you do have a good gym, it's pretty it's pretty epic when you have that kind of good community there.
0: Do you think that guys are drawn to martial arts primarily for the community aspect of it, or do you think it's more for the fighting? Or why are guys so interested in martial arts these days?
1: I mean, I think it, humans in general we're, we're usually we all want community. You know, humans are are social beings by nature, so we're all drawn to some form of community. And I think for for men, you know, we're men. I, I would I would say uh, tend to be you know more physical and nature or just kind of like you know testosterone rolls through your veins and oh yeah uh, just like you know you know that testosterone field kind of like (laughs) so i think because of that um i mean even even as like little kids you think about like wrestling right you're wrestling you're kind of like roughhousing around a little bit so i think just like competing with each other is is a way to bring us together um Mm -hmm. and, and i think because martial arts is it's kind of like a like a good measuring stick of like, um, just like any sport. But I think for specifically for martial arts, good measuring stick of like it's me versus you in a very real way. But it's not like I'm here to kill you. I'm I'm here to kind of make you better mm. and 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 see. Uh, I think uh, Joe Rogan put it in a really really cool way. He's saying you know, you're you're spending a couple of minutes where if you were in a real fight, you know, you submit them. It's literally like killing a person. But because this is. You know, something so intimate, like between two people that are kind of rolling and your friends, you kind of submit and then you reset and it's kind of helping to build each other up. Mm. So I think and I think that is the beauty is you're there to help each other and build each other up. And then when you and you're you're putting all your strength and all your energy into it. So when you're when you're done, you're like, I gave my all. And now you've had this wonderful experience with the the person in front of you. Like and there's almost this bond, this connection. I want to tell this just quick story uh, one of my buddies back in college, uh, you know, it's junior, shout out to junior. Uh, I remember when we were training Muay Thai with the first couple of, I say, I want to say after about six months, uh, him and I were approximately around the same level of, of training. And, you know, we, we do a couple of good shots here and there. And, and one day, um, I accidentally kind of kicked him in in the groin area uh it kind of kind of slipped a little bit and he like you can see he immediately got a little frustrated and he came at me a little bit harder and i realized like all right i kind of crossed the line a little bit there but it's you know (laughs) it's uh so it's fine though because now he he can kind of like go at me a little bit more and then once he's kind of got it out of his system we're done and by the end of the fight we're like dude that was great by the way great punch here that was a great kick good block here you know kind of complimenting each other on those things so uh, instead of like those little accidents or mishaps kind of tearing us apart, it was a way of building us uh, together and kind of really building upon each other. So uh, we became really, really good friends after that. So it seems to be like a common theme with, with a lot of fighters that they uh, – whenever you do train with someone, you kind of grow into this like really cool bond with them. So, yeah.
0: I, I totally agree with that. I think that's one of the – that's one of the experiences I've had any time I've trained martial arts which has been a lot, most of my life, I've probably, at least half of my life, I've been training martial arts. So that's always been a part of it is you gain a lot of respect with one another. And I feel like you get to know each other more on a real level in a way, because as men, a big part of being a man is this sort of physical element. I don't know why, but just men are very sort of physical in nature. And Mm -hmm. so there's this whole realm when you go through your day-to-day life, when you go to college or when you're working in an office, or you know teaching like you do or doing content creation stuff like I do where you're not engaging with that part of you. And I feel like a lot of people in the workplace they sort of try to find that aspect of who they are, that masculinity in their work or in the things they do and they do that through maybe seeking out promotions, maybe by working harder, maybe by ignoring other parts of their life that are important whereas you can kind of find a lot of those things you're looking for in martial arts just through that that bond like you're talking about do you feel like that's part of the motivation for why guys seek out martial arts these days or what do you think
1: yeah i'd say so i'd say so um i you said something that's kind of triggered something in my mind it just um there's something about training itself that helps you clear your mind Mm -hmm. Uh, that that it doesn't matter what else is going on in the world but you're 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 there when you're learning something new uh, like a new move or a new lock or kind of a new combination when you're striking um or you're when you're sparring like there's nothing else that matters except for that moment Mm -hmm. and and that right there kind of it helps you kind of get away from the the world around you so like you said you know we tend to bring in our masculinity uh try to really exemplify especially through the things that we're doing well, a lot of a lot of the times when we're doing especially white collar jobs, it's like it's kind of hard to kind of like express a lot of that. So when you do enter into the gym, you're able to express that, I feel like, in a more real way.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting when you watch Fight Club, for example. Like Fight Club's kind of an extreme movie, and there's a lot of things in there that aren't aren't part of our day-to-day experience. However, there's aspects in that movie that i that i pick up on when i'm watching that movie that are entirely present in any group of guys i've ever trained with in terms of the camaraderie in terms of getting more in touch with yourself it's really interesting how that works huh yeah yeah
1: you're going to kill me i've actually never seen fight club
0: wait what really oh no <laughs> yeah i've never I've never watched it.
1: There's a lot of other great movies, like fighting movies. But yeah, I don't know why I've never actually come across to it to watching it. So I might have to do that tonight. Who knows?
0: What are some uh, of the other great fighting movies that you've seen? Uh,
1: I mean, I'm a big fan of the Creed movie, the the the, the Rocky and the Creed movies. Mm-hmm. So I I love that storyline, like that, like overcoming. Um, oh, there's another one that I watched. It was an MMA movie. Uh, was it Never Back Down? I believe that's the name yeah, of it. MMA, yeah,
0: MMA. MMA. Sorry, I thought you said anime for a second. No, MMA. Yeah, never no, back down anime. with the guy who played football and then he learned how to fight down in Florida. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, so
0: with that Amber, movie actually back before she was famous.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that that movie was actually one of my all time favorites. Really? Uh, yeah, because I love I love the fish out of water kind of you know mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. And this kid who. Who doesn't like confrontation because like i said i'm not the big I, i'm not the the most competitive person mm. and and i'm not i don't i'm not much into violence or anything like that i don't i don't like that stuff but watching this kid who he has a troubled past but then he when he enters into this new town he's immediately challenged and he's like i'm not here for this like i, I don't want this i'm not trying mm. to prove anything yeah but he's immediately thrown into that and through that he rose to the occasion because now he's training and he's preparing himself and rising to the occasion. Uh, if you're, if you don't, if you you're, haven't met that potential, um, you have the ability to, and I think I love seeing that him just kind of training. And then in, in the movie, the coach, he says, no fighting on the streets. It's like mm. if you do, you're at you're not training in my gym. And, and I love that because it's like, it's not about the violence. It's not about the destruction and how much carnage you can, how much, how, how bad you can make the other person bleed but it's about disciplining yourself and seeing the, the only enemy that you have is your former self mm. and how can you improve yourself. So I just love that message and kind of how it comes about. Plus at the end, he gets the girl. So who doesn't like <laughs> that, right?
0: <laughs> I think the master in there, the teacher or whatever you call him, I think in, he said something to the extent that young men come to me angry and leave a whole lot less angry. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super true, especially about, I think it's true about people our age, but also, especially when we were younger, because when you're younger, as a guy, you have way too much aggression, right? Yeah. And you kind of get some of that out by going to the gym and then kind of can refocus yourself on the things that matter without bringing some of that into it. I don't know. Now that I'm talking about this, I feel like martial arts might be helpful to a lot of guys out there who don't do it.
1: <laughs> I I completely agree because it, it tames the people because a lot of times, you know, again, that testosterone kind of fuels up mm. and they... they they kind of put themselves out there like they're great and then they're humbled if you if they enter to, like, uh, into like a into jiu-jitsu class or a muay thai class uh they'll they'll realize like all right i'm not that great here and and when you leave there you're you're physically exhausted to where that anger and frustration you just kind of leave it out on the mat or leave mm-hmm. it out in the, in the octagon or the ring and you don't have to deal with that i was thinking just because these last couple of days i've had some kind of frustrations and uh, just really irritated. I, I show up to class and I'm just really irritated and a little bit angry and, uh, and I'm just frustrated. Like, I don't know how to deal with it. And then I walk out of jujitsu class and I'm just drenched in sweat and I feel great. I'm thinking mm. that was great. And that was a great way to kind of let go of the aggression, let go of the anger. And I walked out and I was feeling great. I said, why was I stressing out about this? Like, okay, yeah, I was stressful at the moment, but it's not really that worth it to get this stressed out. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of people who would definitely benefit from from doing some martial arts and kind of getting that aggression out, but being humbled at the same time.
0: Yeah. Um, It is is weird, though, because I don't even know how to express it, but there is something that happens when you train in martial arts. And maybe this is how other people feel with different kinds of sports. Maybe this is just how I feel about martial arts in particular. But there's something that happens when you train in martial arts where, for me at least, I've always felt – through doing this training with other people and through sparring with other people and to sort of living life alongside these other guys that you have a place. And I don't just mean like, you know, you're, you're getting invited to the parties that everyone else is getting invited invited to, but it's this almost something like you fit this irreplaceable spot within this community where you're that guy and you have that identity. And it's actually a true part of your identity because it's formed through what you're capable of, through what you're not capable of, and it's all just very. It's not through politics that that happens. It's not through what you say so much as it is through what you do, and of course how your attitude is too. So I just feel like I've never, I've never experienced that kind of belonging in a way besides family. Like there's a whole different dimension to that, but I've never felt that same kind of belonging as I've ha- I have with through training martial martial arts.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost as though like the brothers that you're training with, they know a part of you that other people don't. Yeah. They're they're receiving something, uh, basically your punches or whatever it is. But they're receiving something that, like, it's you're right. It's hard to explain. Like, there's there's a connection that's kind of built there. Like, you know, we're it's almost like it is built like like a brotherhood or a family or something's built up there. And it's hard to explain. It's a part of community. Like, you're there's something there. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and who you are. Yeah, almost spiritual. Sure, and it's almost like who you are outside of that doesn't really change how they think of you necessarily i mean it all plays into it but yeah you're definitely right it's almost spiritual on that note i was actually just listening to a podcasts have you listened to the one with joe rogan and robert downey jr where they talk about martial arts
1: i i've watched clips of it but i haven't watched the part where they're talking about martial arts
0: yeah so i guess robert downey jr is a huge martial arts guy like he has used that he used that to get over his recovery to get over his i think he was addicted to drugs right or some something yeah yeah i think early on before he did the iron man movies he was yeah
1: bleeding addicted addicted to gr- drugs
0: yeah so part of his recovery was through doing martial arts and okay. that kind of got me thinking also other people that i've been i've been listening to that talk about martial arts about this idea of spirituality and i think there is an inherent spirituality or at least at the very least ethics put into martial arts at least every place I've trained well maybe not every place I've trained it depends on where I've trained But the first place I got my black belt from really emphasized sort of a code of honor and a code of conduct heavily it was very it was relatively strict not as strict as it could be but relatively strict and then where I trained after that the main place we trained after that had at least sort of a code of an expectation of how you were going to act. And so that was very much a part of it. I feel like that was pretty well aligned with other sort of more holistic approach to the whole person. But do you think that people, are there people that use martial arts as a substitute for other things? Are there people who are even addicted to it maybe at the expense of other parts of their lives or are there people who substitute religion and spirituality entirely, but, but basically just martial arts?
1: Yeah. But before I address that, I kind of want to bring something up is um, how I think a lot of where the reverence towards martial arts comes from is because the people who do it. If, I mean, if you look at people who, who do martial arts, a lot of them, they're not, you know, they're not at least not the one that I've seen, like overly cocky, like wanting to fight everyone mm-hmm. because they they understand the capability of their body and they realize that like, they can actually do some really really crazy damage to someone oh yeah they actually use out in out in the streets like in street Fighter or something so a lot of these people it, it seems like a lot of wisdom comes into it um when people train they realize like all right my body's capable of doing some incredible things and even harming other people if it's used in the wrong context so because of that people kind of gain this reverence and this respect and this wisdom towards uh t- towards martial arts to yeah. where they're 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 more it seems like they're almost Pacified in a in a very wise way. They're like, yeah. I don't necessarily need to do that because yeah. I know I know what I'm capable of, so I don't necessarily need to go in that route. So somebody is taunting them. They're like, No, nah, I think I'm good. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite. I'm just gonna. Well, that's
0: know, just, because they don't they don't have anything to prove. I mean, that's how I feel all the time. Is I don't they're the guys that I know who want to get into fights and there's lots of them that you run yeah. into like even just driving or whatever that want to get into fights, it's because they haven't proven themselves yet. Whereas these guys who train in it and have fought tons of times, like I can't even remember how many fights I've been in at all. And I don't remember every fight I've been into because I've just been so many. Not on on the streets, of course, but in training. I don't feel like I need to prove myself that way. Have
1: you ever watched that video of a former former UFC fighter, um, Hall of Famer, Matt Serra? Where he's mm. at the restaurant, he th- this guy starts ge- starts getting aggressive on him. Mm. I mean, Matzera is a a Hall of Famer in the UFC. Uh, the Uf- UFC, so it's funny because in the video he has he's holding him down with the rag mm. over his face, and this guy's like just like just rambling on that he's gonna mess him up and he's gonna do oh, this wow. this that, and Matt Matzera ha- is on the full mound. He's like he's, he's sitting on him, hanging onto hanging onto him by his wrists, and he's just calmly saying like talking to him like a child saying calm down calm down it's okay so just like just quietly just like all right you you don't know what you're (laughs) talking about you you don't know what you're getting yourself into so just Mm, calm down until eventually the security shows up so it's just it's just really interesting to see things like that mastery it really is yeah it really is so it's it's, uh it's really interesting to see when you look at those things yeah Mm. yeah but you had said something about uh, like the spiritual component, like re- replacing the spiritual world for like MMA.
0: Yeah, I just I just kind of wonder if for some people, maybe bringing that down to like lesser level. Do some people, do you think, replace religion with martial arts?
1: Yeah, I, and I think people can do that with anything. Uh, but mm-hmm. you just become so entrenched that it no longer becomes either a hobby or something that 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 helps you but it almost can take over your, your world completely mm. to where you can do absolutely nothing except for something that involves martial arts. Mm. Like mm-hmm. all, all your conversations revol- revolve around martial arts or everything, everything in your room or just like the way you carry yourself is all based on martial arts. Just like the way you live. I mean, cause that's where religion is, right? It's supposed to help you guide you, inform you towards mm. how to live a specific, uh, in a specific way in, in your life. So I think a lot of people can get carried away when it comes to martial arts. But I think I'd say that it's mainly young people who are very zealous mm. uh, that, that tend to do that. But I think that as the older you get, as you're training, um, it's it becomes more than that. It becomes um, something that is there to benefit you, not something to take over your life. So i put it in those words.
0: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you can have, you can do martial arts and be really into martial arts and still have that feed into a more holistic view of everything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Because there is yeah. discipline in martial arts, right? And there's discipline in religious beliefs or personal beliefs. There's there's some sort of discipline involved in all of it, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you. it's all about training yourself mentally uh, and, I mean... If you look at specifically, uh, I want to say the the Judeo Christian values, a -hmm. lot of it's based on sacrifice and, uh, and willing to do something for the greater good. While in martial arts, it's very, very similar. You're sacrificing, you're feeling pain in order to, to follow up with the greater good and become better. So whether that's, uh, in jujitsu, if you're looking for that black belt or you're just looking to improve the things, um. That are holding your back, that are holding you back, you know? So, yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities there that you can kind of connect.
0: Mm. And so do you see martial arts? So for me, because I grew up doing traditional martial arts, which actually has kind of fallen out of favor and popularity, especially with adults. I've heard. I've heard that a lot of adults these days, because of the prominence of UFC that people don't really pursue, traditional martial arts as much as they used to instead they opt in for doing things like kickboxing or bjj right away so basically i grew up doing traditional martial arts which was seeped in all kinds of things you had to do apart from just kickboxing stuff or whatever I had, you had to do forms you had to do a lot of things that were not a part of fighting and in fact probably at least 50 percent of what you were doing was really not oriented towards fighting at all and along with so. that go ahead
1: I think that's that's where the religious component comes into. Mm. I think it's it's easier to fall into the religious component of martial arts if you are doing more traditional martial arts because it is. I think a lot of the the martial arts are based on or at least have some roots within Buddhism. Mm. I could be I could be mistaken, but I feel like there there is there are some connections there with Buddhism and a lot mm. of the ideals of what Buddha, Buddhism brings. So mm. detachment from the world and. Learning how to kind of uh, how to eventually discover what total nirvana, I guess, is the, the mm. term they use. So, I think that's what a lot of the traditional martial arts were, where they kind of gear towards that. But if you look at like Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and you know these the more modern ones that you hear about nowadays, uh, it's more about the physical aspect and and self mastery through uh, through technique mm. rather than kind of like the whole. I don't want to say rather than the whole person, like a holistic approach, but kind of like a holistic approach. I'm not sure if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I guess part of that might be – a couple things going on there. Part of that might be because adults who get into training, they already have their mind – their worldviews largely shaped and their habits largely shaped. So they're not really looking to adopt a new sort of value system, whereas younger people – part of them growing up is learning what's right and wrong and things like that. So maybe it's kind of, it's more socially acceptable and more expected that the kids will go through these more regimented disciplines. Like what I did with Taekwondo, there was a ton of things that are just, I don't know if it, we didn't really do a lot of mindset stuff, although we did do some, but there was just a lot of things that you just do because that's just what you do in Taekwondo. There's a lot of forms you do that I guess the, people in Korea did a long time ago where they did all kinds of forms as just part of their training and discipline at each whatever and you know, kinda of like you see in Mulan or something. <laughs> mm. So I don't know. As adults probably don't feel like they need that as much. So they just want to skip right to the the physical training and getting the exercise and stuff.
1: Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Actually when I was training back in the day, they wouldn't let so I mainly joined because I wanted to spar and fight and stuff. But then I realized once I joined, because I had seen my friends go. I basically got introduced because my friends were training at this one dojo, and then I got introduced to this dojo. And I thought I was going to be fighting from day one, and then I realized that they don't let you fight or spar at all. And this was not even Muay Thai kind of sparring. This is like this is Taekwondo sparring, which is different than what you would think. It's not just kicks. There's a lot of, at least in the way that we, the style we did, it was a lot. It was really a lot like karate, just with. Uh, more focus on kits a little more focus on kicks probably but really a lot like karate and we didn't they didn't let us start sparring until we were a yellow belt so it was uh, i think the third belt at that place so you had already gone through all of this other basic training before you were even allowed to learn basically how to how to fight somebody yeah well
1: that's that's interesting you do you think it's mainly
0: because
1: i guess yeah do you think it's mainly because of the age thing because maybe younger people need that discipline that's that structure and more of the holistic approach rather than uh adults which don't really need that
0: well the thing is they made the adults go through the same program really yeah so the adults weren't allowed to fight either up until a certain age unless if you went to they uh, towards the end of me being there was when all of this craze started happening so i was training before before all this ufc stuff was big so towards the end of my training at in a formal dojo which I've still trained since then, but since it, towards the end of my training in like a traditional formal dojo or studio is what we called it. That's when this MMA stuff started getting introduced. And then I think they allowed basically anyone who was eighteen or over to come and train in there. So although they wouldn't be able to train in the traditional classes, they could come and train at, at marsh in the marsh the mixed martial arts classes. Interesting. Oh. Wow. Yeah, cool. I, I really don't know the reasoning behind it, but you know, that's just the thing. There's all these traditions involved in traditional martial arts that are actually rather lost in yeah. that, that kind of leads it back into kind of bringing us back to what we're talking about is why I brought this up is that we were actually at that time we were still really taught that this is not used for anything other than self-defense where whereas it seems like the guys I know that I train with now or have trained with recently that there's not really a whole lot of talk about why you're learning this it's kind of like it's up to you why we're learning this whereas in traditional martial arts there's this code of ethics that I'm learning this to defend myself and basically the way I was taught it and I still think it's weird how these things these things form your brain when you're young because I still think this way which is that you're not going to use the full ability of what you have to use until there's a life-threatening situation and only in a life-threatening situation are you are you going to use it. Yeah. Do you remember that when we were kids, like when that when martial, like traditional martial arts was so big, like that whole that whole concept of oh, I'm not gonna, I'm, I know I know martial arts, but I'm not gonna use it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I I did actually do Taekwondo, but I was like I was in second grade, so mm. I remember very little of it. But I do remember that it's it's very it's very much discipline like that. It's, yeah. it's used only when necessary. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically it. So yeah, I can I yeah definitely definitely remember that.
0: But I think a lot of the the fighters in the UFC now, I don't really know because I haven't been keeping up with it lately. But a lot of them used to come from traditional backgrounds of some sort, where they learned one kind of traditional martial art. Usually, you know, because even BJJ is a traditional martial art. I think. And yeah.
1: Uh, well, well, that's actually how UFC started, right? They, right? The whole the whole point was to try trying to test out the different the the best style in the world. You know, they they want to test all the different styles. Put them up against each other and see which one kind of come comes up. And I think the interesting thing about uh Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu by uh by Joyce Gracie, he's the one that kind of made it really, really famous in the UFC. And that's why you have all these uh Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu places everywhere. And a lot of them are are actually have the stamp of approval or they're they have the they contain the name Gracie because Gracie is like synonymous to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So uh yeah, he's the one that kind of put it on the map, and and they would, they wanted to bring it all together. And you know, and it, and it kind of comes to mind is the person who comes to mind is Bruce Lee, because Bruce Lee kind of was like a little bit of ahead of his time. He was trying to combine all the best martial arts in order to create like the main form of martial arts. So he was, I guess, they, I, I've heard them call him like the Godfather of martial arts because of his style from taking Wing uh, Wing Chun to Uh, taking the 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 portions that he liked Mm. and then creating his new style but his new style wasn't that same rigid style that uh that the traditional martial artists had it was more free flow it was more like a traditional like boxer uh but with a lot of the good components of of eastern martial arts so yeah it's it's really interesting how they how it's kind of developed over the years
0: yeah, and I remember studying Wing Chun on my own when I was younger. So I was so—it's funny because I'm not as into martial arts anymore. But when I was younger, I was so into it. I would literally study Bruce Lee's uh, m- methodology and his style on my own, in addition to what I was doing in class for martial arts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind another, of great,
1: uh, another great, another uh, great martial arts movie. Traditional martial arts, martial arts movie is uh, It Man. Watch oh, I that. love that
0: movie, dude. Uh, I love that. Movie. Great it's great. Movie. I yeah, gotta go back and movies. watch that again. I've forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's available on Netflix right now. So check it out.
0: But uh, I think there's, I think there's a lot of room still for traditional martial arts. And I think that, that it man shows why I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that discipline and practice. And it's not always about what's the flashiest thing to use or what's going to work the best in the octagon or whatever. There's, there's a lot of room for the traditional stuff.
1: Yeah. I think eventually there's going to be a revival and, mm. uh, and an appreciation for the traditional martial martial arts with the holistic approach of clearing the mind and kind of again that almost religious aspect to it so i wouldn't doubt it if it starts happening again
0: yeah, yeah. so why why did gracie get so big what did he do that that cause i actually don't know anything about this i know about gracie of course yeah. but i don't actually know what what was it about him that made brazilian jiu-jitsu so big
1: I think he demolished a lot of people in- <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, he, and the, the interesting thing was uh, he basically tapped out some of the craziest, like really big people and uh, very strong, strong fighters without really throwing a, a legit like power punch. He would throw like, like feints and jabs here and there, but it was all because of submission. And I think that's what put him on the map, map. like, he, he was one of the, the top contenders at the time, and um, and from there, people realized that, like, this is one of the superior superior martial arts out there, mm-hmm. is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So, it just, yeah, I've, I've actually watched a few of the fights. Uh, you can actually watch them on YouTube for free, so um, UFC has actually posted free fights, uh, especially from back in the 90s. You can actually see some of uh, Hoist Gracie's fights. So, Yeah kind of just superior kind of dominating other other martial arts that you wouldn't expect so i think there's one where he fights uh i could be wrong might have been somebody else but this really really big dude he almost looks like a sumo wrestler mm. i forgot his name but uh but just demolishes him and it's like this you know regular size brazilian brazilian dude doing his art and just completely demolish the other guy so yeah it's crazy
0: do you know what time frame that was uh, I want to say mid-90s. Oh, okay. So that was a while ago. Because I remember when I was younger, when I was a teenager, so that would have been in the you know mid-2000s to late-2000s, that martial arts was still pretty big and people had a lot of respect for it. But as I was training, this whole yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing, while sort of later on, it started getting really big. And people basically talked about it as if it was de facto way better than, than striking just not even a question about it that all one one thing I, I don't know if this is still a thing but one thing people used to say all the time was all fights end on the ground wow yeah you, have you ever heard that
1: i have heard that yeah eventually mm. right <laughs> yeah so i i uh i actually have it in front of me so uh ufc one was on november eleventh, nineteen ninety three. And Mm. the main event was Hoist Gracie versus Gerard Gordeaux, I believe. Okay. And uh, Hoist Gracie submitted him in the first round at a minute and 44 seconds.
0: Damn.
1: Wow. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, that was one. And uh, I know the last fight I saw with Hoist Gracie, I think he was UFC 5 or 6. Could be wrong. Uh, But yeah, so he was from the very, very get-go. He was one of the first first people. Mm. UFC, UFC two, Hoist Gracie, um, knockout round one, one minute, interesting seconds. Yeah, um, he wasn't. He was the third, uh, not the main event, but uh, the third fight before the main, the main event. Hoist Gracie again, a submission round one, four minutes. Yeah, that was UFC three, UFC four, the main event, uh, submission in fifteen minutes. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's he's one of the top contenders since the very beginning with the UFC. So um, that's why I think he he put Brazilian Jiu Jitsu on the map. If it wasn't for him, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu wouldn't be what it is today. Hmm. And if you if you actually go up and down California, uh, you and you go to a lot of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu places, they'll have the logo of of the, the Gracie name. Uh, saying that they're, uh, and there's a lot of Gracie's now, so I, I don't know how they're related or how that works, but, um, there's a lot of gyms in this area. Actually, the, the gym I used to train, uh, train with back home by where my parents live. Uh, they were actually kind of a, a Gracie gym as well. Mm. So the jujitsu that I trained there, I did, I did Muay Thai, so i never got into jujitsu there, but, yeah. uh, the, the jujitsu part there was actually based off of a Gracie jujitsu, and they would have, on occasion, one of the Gracies there training with them. So he would come by and visit, and and things like that. Um,
0: so it's interesting. I'm gonna have to go back now and study this a little bit with Gracie because the thing I've always held out, sort of my retort, that I don't really ever say, but just think about why, partly part of the reason why I prefer striking and the other martial arts to brazilian jiu-jitsu is that to me it seems like that brazilian jiu-jitsu does really well in the ufc and in a controlled situation situation but to me it seems like the reason why even if you look at that fight with Connor mcgregor and that guy i can't remember his name khabib yeah khabib yeah khabib i was gonna say that but i forgot i wasn't entirely sure it was him if you look at that fight khabib to me it seemed like he sort of destroyed Connor, right
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conor put up a really good fight. I mean, he was really, he was surviving. The first couple of rounds, he mm. did really, really well. And after that, he was just exhausted. But Khabib yeah. is a master. He's a master of what he does. Uh, the, the guy is, the guy is a beast. <laughs> That's yeah. all the, the only way I can put it. He's a beast. Yeah. I mean, striking. I mean, if you look at even Muay Thai, you look at like the big names in Muay Thai, like uh, Bukhao is a, is a really big one. He's got a really cool videos on, on YouTube where like he's kicking down a banana tree mm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh, another one where he's just kind of like, like he's kicking and he's just kind of like walking with the person holding pads mm-hmm. and just nonstop. And uh, yeah, so it just, you got to have appreciation for both, both of us. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, both I think both of us can appreciate both of them. But, uh, again, two completely different animals, two apples and oranges, uh, and both really, really incredible in their own
0: right. So one of the reasons why I'm interested to get your your opinion on this, given you know so much about it. One of the reasons why I think martial striking is still really relevant is that, to me, in a very controlled environment – where there's rules about what you can do and what you can't do and there's gloves and there's these things and it's one-on-one and it's an arena it seems very i i would be okay with saying that brazilian jiu-jitsu does better but to me it seems like in an uncontrolled environment with different with more variation in the scenario maybe there's multiple people you're fighting and then also with opening up all the things that you learn in martial arts that you're not allowed to do in the arena. It seems to me like striking has the advantage. So that's kind of why I've always myself put an advantage to striking. But what's your take on that? So
1: if you're talking about like an uncontrolled environment, such as like if you do get into like a street fight or something, I think initially in order for you to kind of immediately, uh, immediately do something, especially if you have multiple attackers, yeah, striking hands down. Like you, you can get on the ground if you have multiple attackers. They, you will get destroyed. I mean, right. all these attackers. But if you are doing a one-on-one, or if you are attacked, and uh, and I think this is actually really Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I think is great, especially for for smaller, weaker people, uh, because on the ground you don't you size doesn't matter. But again, if it's on a street fight out in the corner. Uh, somewhere kind of like somebody attacks you and it's a group of people, if you strike and you strike them at the right place and you know how to swing, um, then you can, you can neutralize those, those people immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen videos, uh, especially I think out of Brazil, out of all places, right? Um, where you have women who are attacked or they're, they're, they, they're, they try to get robbed and they have a background in jujitsu mm-hmm. and they put the pe put, they put their attackers in a submission and they basically hold them down almost choke them out right until until help arrives right and so yeah so i i would agree with you in the fact that if you are in an uncontrolled environment and you're attacked striking is the way to go the i guess the worst thing to do is try, is, is try to get to the ground i mean the first thing you can try to do is avoid everything right avoid you know, fighting <laughs> out but the second thing is uh striking is the first thing to go to especially if you know how to kind of move bob and weave and And throw those proper punches and know how to time everything. Um, And then, if you are like a one on one attacker or or somebody attacks you uh, and you're on the ground, I mean, and if you're a smaller person, like you can't go wrong on that. Uh, When I was, when I like the first couple of weeks, the first couple of days training at Jiu Jitsu, like small, small people against me, against a six foot three slash six foot four uh, person, 300 pounds, like these these really small like scrappy little dudes are just like demolishing me and it's great because it's like it it's it's humbling it's like all right size doesn't matter here uh i can try to put i can't throw any punches so i can't throw my weight into it so it's just like learning about technique learning that chest learning how to kind of move here and there so again i kind of lend credit to both of them so but yeah so i'll I'll kind of i'll stop there but yeah i guess uh Striking in the initial attacks, especially with multiple attackers But if somebody kind of catches you by surprise or if you're a smaller person jiu-jitsu is definitely I think the way to go
0: Well, thanks mr. Mr. Lujano, that's kind of a good definitive answer and I, I definitely agree with you So folks, that's the end of this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe we're available on Google Play music Spotify uh, iTunes podcast. So wherever you're listening, we are at, and don't forget to subscribe or visit our website at josephwriteranderson.com. You can listen in there, catch up on some of my most recent content. Mr. Lahano, we hope to have you back again. That was pretty awesome. Absolutely,
1: man. Good having a good a good being here.